What's coming up this week? It's widely predicted on Wednesday, the Bank of Canada will hike its key interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point. That's a whopper. You know, Canada, inflation hit a 39-year high of 7.7% in May. We're not as bad as the United Kingdom, for example, which uh, leads the G7 in inflation. But nevertheless, 7.7% is far, far too high. The Bank of Canada raising its key interest rate by a half percentage point back on June 1st. Uh, the quote from the Bank of Governor uh, Tiff, the Bank of Governor Tiff Macklin said, quote, uh, we may need to take more interest rate steps to get inflation back on target. We may need to move more quickly. We may need to take a larger step. He said that on June 9th. Looks like that is exactly what the bank will do later this week. Moshe Lander is an economist with Concordia University. He joins me on the line. Welcome to the program. Hello. Uh, there, There is an excess of demand in the economy, but some economists seem to be saying, well, wait a second, maybe ra- raising uh, interest rates is not the way to deal with this. What's your feeling on it? Um, I would completely disagree with those economists, which I guess is something that we economists tend to do. Um, <laughs> Uh, No, if you have an excess of demand in the economy, that is what's creating some of that price pressure. And so when you increase interest rates, it causes everybody in the economy to cut their spending. Uh, Consumers want to borrow less money, uh, and therefore they're going to spend less and save more. Businesses are going to delay major projects because it costs more to borrow money. Governments are going to decrease the size of their deficits and cut back on their spending plans because it's going to cost more to finance those deficits. So it's it's exactly the correct thing to do to take some of that pressure out. But if we're talking about a supply crisis, a bottlenecks because of war, because of post-pandemic, those are, or possibly, hopefully, will be temporary shocks to the system. And so, therefore, do we risk creating a recession by too aggressively rising raising interest rates, Uh, to deal with what what might be a temporary supply shock. Okay, so there's two different issues there. As far as the temporary supply shock goes, uh, you're right. Raising interest rates is not going to fix that, right? No amount of raising interest rates is going to solve uh, war in Ukraine or lockdowns in Shanghai or uh, problems getting ships to bring cargo to the port in Vancouver, right? That's not going to be fixed. So you're right in that regard. Um, But the problem with even temporary supply shocks is that we're now starting to see spill over into the way that consumers think inflation is going to be going forward. And so even if you say it's temporary, the fact is we're now seeing uh, people going into their boss's office and saying, I want 7% raises, 10% raises, 15% raises. And so what happens is when those raises end up being given, you know, as a side story, we could talk about labor shortages. Um, this leads to more inflationary pressure. And so the Bank of Canada almost triggering a recession is to try and keep those inflationary expectations under check and make it so that they don't have to increase interest rates by that much more to solve the problem later. There, there has been some optimism out there in the last week or so, some suggestions that things might be easing, that we might not need to see as aggressive rate hikes let's say, into the fall. What's your crystal ball on that? 
So when you increase interest rates, it usually takes at least six months and usually around 12 months before the full effect is seen. So here we are in July. Uh, if we go back six months, that was January, and interest rates hadn't started their upward ascent at that point. So um, if we're seeing anything, that might just be good fortune rather than it's something structural that's actually going on within the economy. So I still think that we need to take a little bit of a wait and see approach. I, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with this big move coming up on Wednesday. Uh, it signals to the markets, it signals to consumers that the Bank of Canada does mean business. And if it anchors those expectations that, yes, inflation is temporarily high, it will come back to 2%, then they can sit back at least through the early fall and see if the interest rate hikes are doing what they're supposed to. And if this is the last move they need to make, great. And if they decide that at their next meeting in September, they need to do something, then maybe they don't have to move as aggressively because they got a lot of the worst out of the way in the summer. Can you give me a, a sense of perspective on three quarters of a percentage point in one move? Uh, it's a record. Um, that said, um, even though it's a record increase in one shot, uh, interest rates will be barely above where they were before COVID was even a word in our lexicon. So it's not like we're increasing interest rates to where they were in the 1980s. Anybody of a certain age will remember double digit interest rates and mortgages that were in the 20s. We're not heading there, at least not yet, as long as people maintain a level head. Um, so it's a record increase, but let's just keep it in perspective. It's a record increase from a very low base. I think the housing market would be the one place that a lot of people are concerned about the level of debt that Canadians are holding and that uh, substantial rates, rate increases might um, cause perhaps some defaults. And does that have a cascading effect on the market? Is, is that too much, you know, doomsaying? Um, it, it can be. The, the thing is with mortgages, right? Even if you have a variable rate mortgage, if the interest rate goes up, it just means that the amount of your mortgage payment that's going to pay the principal goes down and the amount that goes to pay the interest is going up. Unless you just got your home and unless you just got that home with the maximum possible mortgage, it's very unlikely at this point that you're going to see anything other than it's going to take you now 20 years instead of 15 years to pay out the rest of your mortgage, right? So it might defer your retirement plans by a little bit. It might alter some of those calculations, but I don't think that it's going to push many people into default. Uh, and I think that the banks might be willing to restructure if necessary, truly necessary, uh, rather than deal with defaults because, yeah, nobody wants to see any sort of housing market collapse like the Americans had 10, 15 years ago. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a great discussion. Anytime. That is Moshe Lander, who is an economist with Concordia University.